You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome everybody to the first episode of 2017 where we don't talk about 2017. What do we talk about, John? 2016. What about it? We talk about it and only it. (laughs) And only 2016. That's not true. We like diverge a whole bunch. But mostly 2016, our favorite movies, TV shows, comics, video games. We don't talk about comics. All this and more on the 9 to 5 Entertainment. Talking about the Chinese uh, astrology. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like a twelve. It's a twelve-year cycle. Huh. Anyway, yeah. you know what they say? What do they say? They come to snuff the rooster, but he ain't gonna die. This is our New Year's episode. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking it off with a topical and like relevant. I, I actually, I want. I know exactly <laughs> kind of how I want to kick it off. I uh-huh. think. I have a 45 minutes of Alice in Chains rumination. Don't yeah. be politics. Don't be politics. No, I mean, it was something that we were, we got canceled due to the Christmas blues. Okay. Which also relates to 2017, which was the last major release of 2016, which okay. John saw and is the only one who saw. Oh, was it Rogue, Rogue One? one a yeah. Star Wars story. Uh-huh. I love that they had that tagline. A Star Wars story? Like, just in case you didn't know. No, no, no. They're trying to differentiate it. There's plenty of plugs out just, there. Then it could have just been... They could have. They could have just left it. Like they could have gone Dark Knight on it, right? Like Batman didn't have to be like Dark Knight. A Batman yeah, but story. it's it's Disney, and Disney got to play safe with their I billions. Yes, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think that with the media hype behind it, there was there's like no one who is not familiar with the, the fact the whole, that the it saga. Is, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I understand that it's off saga. So how was the thing? Well, I mean, uh, it kind of failed to make me care about any of the characters. Uh, I like in 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 the sense of like appreciating it as like extra view into the Star Wars universe. Yep. Pretty good. Was was I like excited to see some of the action scenes? Yeah, the action scenes were pretty well done. People people are, like online I found went into how great the action was and how much fun it was. Okay. And that's all okay. But I didn't give a shit about any of the characters, and you kind of knew they were all going to die, and you... So, I mean, so that's what's I guess, the, like cares? so yeah. that's the the issue, right? Have you, yeah. Did you hear the the, the fan theory? Um, I did not. So. There, it unfortunately draws on art of Star Wars uh, to like make the to, to, to tie itself together. Okay, but um, the Knights of Ren mm-hmm. coincide almost directly with the members of the Rogue Crew. Like, oh, so, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, from the Vision in yeah, seven. exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> even their names, like there's like the the monk, the the armory, the whatever, and the huh. leader of the Knights of Ren is even called the Rogue. Like no shit in the books, but I mean, but then they come to relatively grisly ends. Yeah, that would be pretty unlikely. But the, my the, my only, I guess. I mean, I, like no one could survive getting their legs and arms chopped off and left in a lava pit. Well, it's, they'd have to be in a fantasy kind of universe setting, you know? which is kind of Star Wars, right? Because the guy got his legs, arms, and legs and chopped Did he? off, and then. Th- Vader got like remember? I, I don't really remember that. <laughs> anyway, okay. So it's like, in so episode three, John. I think we need to sit down and watch it again. I thought they oh, didn't God. do an episode. So three. I guess this is spoilers for Rogue One. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> I haven't seen Rogue One, but I do know that one of them literally just gets stepped on by an ATAT. 
So I, mean, I don't know how much you come they, back from they that. They get super <clears throat> obliterated, okay? Yeah. It's possible they all come back. And remember, the, the well, whole thing, Darth Plagueis is supposed to be the master of life and death and bring people back. Yeah. So this is not impossible, but I don't care. Let's. This is all... Whatever. Anyway, because the thing is... Like, is the movie fun? Yes. Yeah. Is it a great film? No. Is it? Is it like another one of Disney's blockbusters that's earning a billion dollars that doesn't have any depth, memorable villains, has... Quasi interesting characters and lots of excellent action pieces. Yes. So how does it how does it rank? I guess up against other Star Wars, and how does it rank up against? I suppose other Disney. I would put it like just slightly yeah. under Episode Seven. Okay, under Episode Seven. Yeah, I've heard most people were saying saying kind of a above. Bit above. I know. I like. I feel like Episode Seven slotted better into the Star Wars universe, even if it wasn't like very successful in terms of pushing anything Star Wars into new territory, yeah. it really did hit all the notes. This one, I don't feel like it hit well, all but the they, notes. <clears throat> but they kind of said that that was like a goal of theirs. Yeah, it was to be like Star Wars. Like yeah. They were like, no magic, like forced is almost not a thing. Absolutely. That's like, yeah. they, they, I think they wanted like a different vibe. So. And all of that was good, but you have to make characters that are fucking appealing. If I don't give a shit about them by yeah. by like an hour and a half into the movie, I'm not going to care about yeah. them no matter how cool the action is at the end. And yeah, that kind of that was it. Yeah. But that because that, that, that was what they were saying <laughs> is that they were like that was the uphill battle. Of, yeah. And I mean, and like I feel that especially considering that I mean, apparently they all eat it. Yeah. Uh, that it's kind of like that's like the worst way to go about it because like so the the, the fan theory basically goes pretty like. They're like not just like the fan theory, but like how good storytelling would work. They were yeah. like, episode four, five, six exist. Yeah, and now you're writing a movie that like slots, and episode one, two, three exist, and are at least admitted to be like part of canon. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> you know, like like they're like they happened, and like the, the movies are not there. So you right. have like movies bracketing this point in time. So you're like putting something into an existing story. So you need to sort of figure out how all of the characters that you introduce, like the events of episode four. Mm-hmm take place in about a week, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. like there, it's a very, very like compacted storyline. Like they, there's the droids beam down, go to Tatooine, then they like yeah, fly yeah, back yeah. to the Death Star and it's pretty much done. Oh, 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 wait, I, I didn't do it. The, the final sequence of the film is a fucking masterpiece. Oh, yeah. That, 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 that last bit, like it's worth seeing just for that seven minute sequence. Yeah, about. exactly. Apparently and that, and that also like gives yeah. you like all the nostalgia feels. And oh my God, stuff, dude, like, like diamonds, <laughs> diamonds in my pants. Quick, Quick question about yeah. the movie. Um, not having seen it, knowing the last bit ties right into A New Hope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does it slide out of episode three? No. No, it's like not 20 years between, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, okay. a, there's a big amount of time. Remember Because I have a, a, a suspicious theory mm-hmm. that they're going to redo the prequels and not redo them, just wipe them off the table and say, this is the origin of Darth Vader and have a whole new plot. Okay, so I don't think without pod do racing and without listen, listen. <coughs> in in episode four or in in <coughs> Rogue One, Darth Vader makes some, some not a lot of appearances, but he definitely plays a role in the movie, mm-hmm. and his badassitude is increased by this film significantly over what happens in the in in yeah. four, five, and six. Like, but he is but like, fucking awesome. My my question yeah. is, do they? Is there stuff from one, two, three? The, it's the, not it's not clearly referenced and if they had right. the testicular fortitude to go and do that redo the first three it, um they have the right like the heads are on right they know vader properly yeah. right because yeah. right. because no one wants to mess with the original trilogy yeah and right. if you're doing prequels to that i was curious as to how much it tried to hold hands on both sides yeah. of no, the no, no. It, it definitely didn't reach very far in the back there's no mention of midichlorians or whatever other yeah, stuff yeah, there's right. none of the other characters yeah. except anyway. for because again I've got this idea that in like 10 years they could do it they're gonna just be like 
I mean, if Star they can reboot Spider Man like five times in our lifetime. Why wouldn't they reboot? <laughs> Why can't they reboot? Well, like Star just, Wars? This is an excellent idea. Somebody <laughs> needs to email this to somebody at Disney. <laughs> like, just forget everything. Like, yeah, Qui Gon yeah, Jinn yeah. does not exist. Jar Jar Banks does not exist. Yeah. Just, just Obi Wan and Yoda, and then eventually Anakin Skywalker. That's the, yeah. old, the only things, three things yeah, yeah. they really need to. Anyway, so just just to finish up on the fan theory, thing, yeah, yeah, like yeah, they were saying that there was that it was just like it's a tricky situation because you're like those heroes who sent the plans, yeah. If they're alive, should be around. Like they're, you know, like like how mm-hmm. do you deal with the fact that they're like they were never on Hoth, they weren't like like they seem like a pretty stellar crew. If they were alive and around, why aren't they helping with the Endor mission? I feel like that would be a good call. You know, like they're like literally Task yeah. Force X of like the rebellion, right? So you're like, we know they're not part of the rebellion anymore. Mm-hmm. So presumably eh, they died, right? But like I said, the, the whole Knights of Ren theory ties in also because they were like the number one tactic of the dark side and we've seen like vader try to do it we've seen palpatine do it to vader we've seen in the prequels we've seen kylo ren try it to ray is like they want people to join them constantly so they were like at one point that was like a success story for them (laughs) (laughs) you know so it was like if they robot up and and there's also no indication that the knights of ren are like necessarily force users Mm -hmm. right so they were like didn't they have lightsabers no, nope. the only no? one with the lightsaber is Kylo. Oh shit, you're right. Most of them have like they have like guns and blasters, and their faces are obscured. And I mean, I figure even if they're like little bits, like maybe like bits of brain matter and stuff, they could be almost like full droid. If yeah. they were like, "Yo, Rogue Squad, come okay. to the dark side," and but they're like, "Oh, doke it, it would be cool, but like again, the the it's a big ensemble piece, right? There's like yeah. like eight main characters, and none of them really get the time to develop anything. So it would be super cool. They'd be like, "Oh snap! It's the fucking Rogue One guys," yeah. and then that would be it. You wouldn't. I don't know. Suicide just, Squad syndrome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it would just. All, all I'm saying is that it would just tie things together a little bit better than just be like new characters, all dead. Forget about them. Moving on. Like I, you know, like that's. I just want to. I want to go back to that final sequence. They when, get obliterated when it when it starts. Okay, first off, like in terms of it, you, you can compare all of like the the Marvel movies in this, right? Because they're mm. they're all Disney bots, also. Yeah, well, that was what I was saying how this, they compared like a Marvel. Yeah, player. like the action set pieces were definitely superior. The whole thing was superior to the Marvel franchises. I okay, think. so that, it was it was. I mean, a I, step think they, up from, I think like, they dumped more America. money into Star Wars than they do into the Marvel things. Maybe they're, maybe in minus a, Avengers. In a sense, they're like not tied down by the silliness of of heroes in tights. Yeah. There's like a like a little bit of inherent silliness to it that doesn't come out in this. But that but so first off, the, the final action sequence is just like a like a head up on anything Marvel. Yeah. But then that that last bit that ties directly into Episode Four is mm-hmm. so beyond good. I can't yeah. even like you, you you're watching it. You realize what's about to happen because you remember the start of Episode Four, and I had just seen it before I went to see Rogue One, so it was yeah. like fresh, fresh, fresh. The whole thing it's smoothly, ah, it's magic, <laughs> magical. So is Jimmy write that down. <laughs> Star Wars Rogue One. For John the last loves ten it so minutes, much he got a tattoo. The last ten minutes of it. <laughs> the last ten minutes were magical. <laughs> uh, so this is, I guess, uh, our first episode of the year. So we usually review yeah. things that we liked in the year, mm-hmm. and uh, we came to the realization that there aren't a lot of great movies that came out well, in 2017. I, I have two that I can talk about that I think that that were like stand up, and I feel one of them was worthy of discussion. Or, or worthy so of I've, coming back to. I have two, yeah. but only one is <laughs> worth talking about. John Lechman, ladies and gentlemen. So, what? What, okay, so movies. What were your movies? The Witch. The Witch. Was that 2016? Sure was. Huh. The Witch and 10 Cloverfield Lane. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. So those are those now, are your like, standout movies of the, the year. I feel like The Witch is something that people will go back to. Like I could see five years from now, rewatching The Witch and like 
still being appreciative of what an art piece it is. Mm -hmm. 10 Cloverfield Lane was really good. I don't think it was like mind-blowingly good, but it was just different and it was a good performance from um, John Goodman and those are the, like I went through a lot of lists. I went through <laughs> like Wikipedia has a list of like every film released. Yeah, Obviously yeah. it's not every film, but like I guess I English guess it's probably most most major theatrical releases exactly. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I so mean, the witch, the witch yeah. I guess for listeners, we haven't actually I don't think, put the witch on the list. Really? Uh, yeah. Nope. No. So the witch is a like, what do you think, a slow burn settlers period horror. <clears throat> yeah. I guess. I mean, it's it's kind of like Gilda's <laughs> horror. I think it's really a little bit more suspense, and it's definitely a period piece. Like I said slow burn. Like, yeah. Like it's it's more like creepy than anything else, right? I don't even like. There's parts mm-hmm. that are like scary, but most of it's just sort of like shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Who's in it? I don't know anything. No, kind about of it. nobody. nobody. It's complete, complete nobody. But yeah, it was sort of built as a horror, and that kind of worked against it. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Like because it was not really. It's, a it's basically the, this like Puritan family in um, I don't know the 1600s, I guess. I guess. In settler New, time. Settler time in New England. They mm-hmm. get I- they get evicted for not being the right kind of religion from their town. They so they have to go and found a homestead somewhere else. And it's sort of it's never like said in the film, although like spooky mysterious shit happens. But it's sort of implied that they're all suffering from ergot poisoning. Apparently, like, they all have the signs, like, the physical okay. impacts from ergotism. Yeah. So, it's, like, all of the crazy shit that goes on could be them just being insane, but, yeah. um, yeah. Huh. Anyway, but I yeah. I found I, it was... Either way, it was, like, like, in terms of, like, a horror movie, like, super well shot, super yeah. well acted. I mean... The I girl's guess, performance in particular was just outstanding. The old-timey English is a little... Gets a little tiresome. It does, but I feel like... Maybe it's accurate, you know. Like, <laughs> like I, it might it might be a hundred percent accurate, but but you're just kind of like you're like thou dost get out of thine, and you're like fuck what? Like you're please, just, please be accurate, please <laughs> be accurate. Yeah, exactly. I really hope this is not just the style choice because yeah, it's yeah. like it's so heavy handed. Like it's yeah, just it's yeah. like listening to like I guess like the Amish. Thou speak. dost means <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I would say that was, which was probably topsies of the horror list for sure. For sure. For sure, for sure, uh, for sure. Ten Cloverfield Lane. I didn't see. It's on yeah. Netflix now. Though. Yeah, it is, yeah. and definitely worth a, a swing by. I just need to be able to be ready to sit down for two hours of, of stressful suspense. Yeah, I would stick with The Witch if you're going to do one of them. Definitely. So Ten Cloverfield for... Lane is uh, the harrowing story of the dad from Roseanne and the girlfriend from Scott Pilgrim locked yep. in a bunker while Godzilla attacks. Yeah, ish. I mean. <laughs> So well, that's the twist. You're not sure. Yeah, you're what not sure. You're not sure from. if it's real. And the girl well, wakes up in a tent called Cloverfield Lane. So like, there's like a Cloverfield tie-in. So except it, it isn't. Like, I think the Cloverfield banner is going to be similar to the like, um, what is it, the Twilight 21st Zone? century um, <laughs> monster. No, it was a Warner Brothers. The Warner Brothers monster thing was like Frankenstein, Mummy, whatever. Yeah, They're yeah, like yeah. all completely different, but like thematically sort of related. And right. I think that's what the Cloverfield banner is going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, anyway, it's been so, like a decade in spoilers, between. Spoilers, <laughs> it's not Godzilla, but it is It is like another yeah, classic yeah. monster. Yeah. Well, even yeah, I mean, even Cloverfield isn't necessarily Godzilla, right? Yeah. Like, they don't really... Do you even see it? Do you ever see it in yeah, Cloverfield? Yeah, you do. Look. Yeah, man, you see the... You see the a end. lot of, of the monster... <clears throat> it gets more and more revealed yeah. okay. as the movie goes on. There's a point where it's in Central Park stomping around and they're right. looking at it. Yeah, yeah and the helicopters yeah. are flying around yeah. and whatever. Anyway, whatever. And it's on the Brooklyn Bridge. It's swiping cars off. Like, you, yeah. you see the monster. It's been a long time. It's if, like if, a weird, if, hairless, troll-looking thing. It, yeah. it, it's kind of a mistake to focus on the monster aspect of this film. Like, it's really... I mean, but it was, that was true of Cloverfield also, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Cloverfield sure. was not... that. They're just like, the monster thing was just, like, a backdrop. And this, from what I understand from the trailer, it's even more a backdrop. <laughs> even more of a backdrop. Because they're in the bunker, so they're it's, like... It's probably, like, an hour and a half of the girl being, like, 
is anything happening? Is this just a crazy person walking me in here, or is You're something like, really happening? Is something happening? under attack, or am I Kimmy yeah. Schmidt? Exactly. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Just, you know, could be real. with dark. Both my movies, I only yeah. have two movies of 2016, mm-hmm. are not horror. Uh, the Richard Linklater um, vehicle, the unofficial sequel to Days and Confused, Everybody Wants Some. Oh, yeah. Which I thoroughly enjoyed and was, like, huh. amazing. And I... I mean, I think I, I wrote a piece about it when I saw it initially that I was like, in, if it came out in the era of, like, VHS, I feel it, like, has the makings of, like, a cult classic. Right. It, unfortunately, didn't. Yeah. You know, like, because I feel it just, like, works against, like, I don't think Dazed and Confused would become, would I become actually a tried cult? to rewatch it twice. Oh, no, I've rewatched it, it a bunch, and, like, recently. <laughs> didn't, the, didn't work for me. Yeah, yeah but, like, huh? Dazed? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I can't rewatch that movie. But yeah. because you've watched it a hundred times already. Yeah. yeah. Like, but that's, I don't think, like, those, like, the Richard Linklater movies, even, uh, what do you call it? Boyhood, Boyhood? Yeah. Uh, the yeah, After Boyhood is like 10 Cloverfield Lane, where I just need to sit down for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> Three. And experience the life of a child. It's really good. It's I know. super good. And I like Linklater. I just, yeah. I can't just be like, now I'm going to get some popcorn and eat even, some supper uh, while I'm watching Boyhood. Life. Like, I feel that, I like, a lot of those life. movies are just, uh, what do you call it? Scanner Darkly. Um, they benefited from like having rewatched, like you know, like you're like I only have five VHS tapes, and one of them yeah, is and this one, and it's like, awesome because I'm gonna it, rewatch it. Yeah, well, exactly, and they're like they're super dialogue heavy. The dialogue is really clever. Hey, come on over. You want we'll watch a movie. What do you want to watch? Have you seen this yet? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. And I've, every everybody wants some like holds up with like absolutely the best of the Richard Linklater. Wow. Like it's super good. Super endearing characters, super fun, super charming. Not a lot happens, but at the same way, it's like... I, I cannot convince my wife to, to start. How is it on Netflix? I don't know. I don't know. Right. I don't know if it's on Netflix. I saw it in theaters. All right. How, how come? It's about baseball I don't people. Know. Baseball <clears throat> guys. Be like, baby, baseball. I can't. I can't. I can't get her. I'm like, what about this? Like, if we're in the mood for something lighter. No. Is she like, is <laughs> confused? No. But you gotta well, that's her problem. Start, start man, taking yeah. turns, man. Just get her to pick one, and then the next <clears> time you can be like, now it's my choice. And yeah. there you go. But yeah, Everybody Wants Some is fantastic. I would say okay. one of my favorite movies of the year by far. The other one that was standout, and the only one from, I guess, Fantasia that was like a standout mm. was Hunt for the Wilder People, the latest from Taika Watiti. Yeah, that just popped up on Netflix, too. Yep. Oh, yeah? Yep. Anyway. And it's worth going through? Absolutely worth going through. Super fun performances from uh, Sam Neill. Mm. Uh, there's a little kid who is a little heavyweight guy who like sets oh. fire to things in New Zealand and then gets sort of like sent to the outskirts like the bush basically like, like the outsk- where the wilder people are yeah exactly that's uh-huh. it like so basically the, the, the and it's based on a true story of a thing that actually happened hmm. which is this guy this kid who was like a foster kid went to his foster parents who like lived on the outskirts of the New Zealand bush and then the wife died mm-hmm. and then b- by like foster rules you can't have like a single parent or whatever. Yeah. yeah so probably. they were going to take the kid back and the kid was like, don't want to go back. And the guy was like, the survivalist dude was like, let's go live in the bush. Let's live in the bush. And like they, for like an entire summer or whatever, him and this kid like lived there. And the kid was kind of like, when everything was said and done, was like, yep, nothing bad happened. Pretty that lucky way. that worked out for him though, because often when people go live in the bush with <laughs> little boys, it does not work yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. That's boy. it. But I mean, but like, it's one of those things where you're like, like the news absolutely was like, played it like he's been abducted and all that yeah, but yeah. like the kid was like absolutely not like i just did not want to go back into the city this guy is the best nothing bad happened <laughs> by all accounts like they were just like okay, he's a magical story yeah and mm. and super fun super charming and uh a plus for take a watiti and it reminded me to uh go back and watch something that i hadn't watched before 
which was what we do in the shadows. Yeah, yeah. I've that been intending awesome. on watching it for a super long time. Sarah and I watched that. That did not come out in 2016. Did you Did you get a tr- good chuckle? Yeah, it's so fun. So fucking good. Like it's so funny. Like, yeah. have you seen what we do in the shadows? Nope. I feel you can't watch it because your wife hates yeah, comedy probably. and all things mm-hmm. funny. Also, vampires. <laughs> And vampire. She loves vampires. Yeah, really? Well, yeah, then she'll yeah. be into this. It's like every every like stereotypical vampire sort of caricature like slammed together. Oh and no, then... Peter got him. <laughs> oh, Peter. <laughs> so you know the premise of what we do in the shadows? Um, no, tell me about it. Okay, so it's they're like there's like a basically like a, a Ponzi like Toreador yeah. style one who's An like old who's, style who's like who's like living alone is like crappy so i have like old flatmates so he's about like a couple hundred years old then he has like the nosferatu guy who lives in the yeah like a super ancient nosferatu guy and lives in a closet in the basement and he's just all creepy and hangs upside down and looks like like the classic yeah Yeah. kind of like a scruffy gangrelish one and then i guess a ravnos i kind of like that yeah i I feel that like a younger trickstery kind of guy yeah exactly just so funny and they're just like normal dudes <laughs> yeah exactly they're just like they're, they're much more other than feeding they're just like really like regular guys like yeah. like do the dishes you know <laughs> like, and he's like Peter and he's like why do we have to do the dishes like when we have guests over it's so like it's so embarrassing they're like but when we have guests over we kill them like what they're gonna be like oh gross dishes Blah, then we're then they're dead <laughs> you know he's like that's what guests are like we don't need to clean the dishes right super good they have like thralls and stuff they run into a bunch of werewolves at one point and they're like don't bark at the moon yeah exactly yeah. they're like whoa, whoa and they're just like struggling and plus the accents are like terrible so funny because yeah. they all have thick new zealand accents because they're all new zealand actors yeah, and right. they're but they're doing like transylvania accents so it's like transylvania <laughs> by way of thick new zealand <laughs> accent and all the accents are like a complete mess anyway that wasn't a 2016 wasn't a 2016 movie, movie but like asterisk good time i want to get on a tv because well, well, i got i got two movies to talk yeah, about i'll yeah, talk yeah, really yeah. quick Do it. uh captain america civil war the yeah. more i think about it the more i like it as a superhero movie really um i think yeah. it's honestly like i just rewatched guardians uh-huh. <laughs> uh and i think that civil war is like probably second to guardians as my favorite uh somewhere in the like iron man area like it's very good. Everybody yeah. does what they're supposed to do. There's a twist. Yeah, there's a fun twist. The, the the villain is almost memorable, which is like a big deal. You uh, know? Spider-Man being the big introduction compared to Age of Ultron, where they introduced Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. A huge step up. And they they properly introduce Spider-Man. Yep. Like Spider-Man throws down against uh, Bucky and Falcon, Falcon, and like holds his own. Like which is like I'm like which is proper. Like Spider-Man mm-hmm. in terms of like non-cosmic, non-Hulk heroes should right be able to there. hold his own with like just about anyone on earth like takes a very big ensemble cast and handles it well gives everybody gives a everybody time a to little, shine. yeah i actually didn't finish it really yep got halfway through while i was working out and i was like oh, i'll come back to it just I never did you should mm. anyway and I like know. i said yeah. i mean and a kind of a memorable villain with actual like motive and stuff like you know the mo- what the the motive of the villain Remind ultimately me. was he was a guy who was in the city that like they flew into space oh, in Age of yeah. Ultron and the Avengers just killed everybody and he's like what the you hell assholes? is this yeah. and then he's like I can't fight them I'll make them turn on each other it's like Baron Zemo just is like super smart has motive like hmm. kind of just like how am I gonna beat them I'm gonna pit Captain America against Iron Man and they're gonna tear each other apart from the inside. Good stuff. And, yeah. and I'll sit there and watch because I don't have to fight because yeah. I'm a human. <laughs> exactly. I'm just a dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Uh, um, the other movie I want to mention that I really liked was Zootopia, the animated. You're feature. the second person who told me this, like in two days. Uh, really? Z- Zootopia was the third highest-grossing film this year. Mm. 
Uh, I'll bet all three of them. <clears throat> okay, I'll, let me just finish this. Okay, oh. this, this is like this is how sad the state of the movies are. All three of the top-grossing films this year made more than a billion dollars. Yep. All three of them were from Disney. It was Captain America, Finding Dory, and Zootopia. Wow. They made three. Uh, they made almost four billion dollars just off of those three movies. And I mean, and that doesn't technically really count Rogue One because Rogue One only had like two weeks in theater or whatever. Right. Which I mean, but I'm sure that made them. Is going to I, make them a billion dollars. I saw both yeah. of those kids' movies. I saw Finding Dory. I saw Zootopia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finding Dory is revisiting Finding Nemo. Right. And you're just like, oh, I miss those characters. And I like them. Huh. That's yeah. the whole movie. That's the whole feel. That's most yeah, feels yeah, yeah. you get. Well, that, they said that it kind of, like, of the Pixar sequels, it like it's not Toy Story sequels. Like, because the Toy Story sequels... Yeah, it's more the Cars It's kind of sad that it doesn't have to be. Like, there's a billion and a half children in the world. <laughs> All of them are yeah, going to try but and I mean, drag it, their but parents like, to I this. mean, like, Toy Story 1 is, like, amazing. Toy Story 2 is, like, so-so. And then Toy Story 3 is, like, just kicking you in your thing. adult dick. Yeah. <laughs> you're just, like, you feel bad for growing up because of Pixar made you feel things. Right in my junk. Yeah, but Cars is also the lowest rated <clears throat> one of them all. And <laughs> I think Cars 2 is the lowest rated of them all. Of all the Pixar releases. Well, like, if you're talking... But they probably made a billion dollars. (laughs) Cars 2, Planes 2, Finding Dory. They're all very similar. You're just like, hey, let's take a look at these people we liked before. Yeah, numbers. Okay. But without necessarily pushing things out. But Mm -hmm. Zootopia is... Zootopia is a murder mystery. Yeah. It's super cool. Zootopia. Murder Files. Well, it's actually a murder mystery. There's actually weird, like... Clues. Clues and, like, psychosis and poisoning. And it it was like a like a... Pixar film noir kind of thing. It was very cool. That's kind of neat. I want you to are watch tempting it. me to actually uh-huh. watch it. Yeah. The characters yeah. were uh, unique and endearing and have motivations. Mm-hmm. And the villain has a motivation that makes sense. And when you find out who they are, like they called me Mr. Glass, you're just like, oh shit, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> That's, that makes sense why you did that shit. And yeah. it's and it's not evil for evil's sake. It's like a, a villain who's doing evil to believe and really believes that they're doing the right thing and. All that shit kind of comes together nicely, and I'm told that they have guys with their heads on their shoulders at Disney. Well, that's well, but this, but know, like, specifically though, that's Pixar, and I think Pixar people should have Disney heads on their had shoulders. Their, yeah. Before even Disney had their act together, like Disney was like throwing out some not not garbage, but like there was uh, what's his name. There was Mulan, which was not great. There was Pocahontas, which was not great. There was what's Atlantis, that? Atlantis, um, Treasure mm-hmm. Planet. What was the one there with the uh, the little guy with like six arms? Uh, Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. Like none of yeah. them were like terrible, but like those. That's what Disney was doing when Pixar was like throwing out Toy Story right, and right. Uh, like Incredibles. Yes, but then Disney bought them. Yeah, I know. No, <laughs> did, no, Disney bought them even before Toy Story. Like really? Toy Story was yeah, 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 it was the first one. Yeah, Pixar was a thing before Disney, but Disney bought them before Toy Story. So right. I think Pixar kind of Zootopia and Incredible are very similar. Yeah, those. Hmm. In Wait. tone, also, like that kind of dark, but not dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Incredibles is dark, but not. Like if you're not looking for it, you won't yeah, see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Zootopia is similar to that. Cool. And uh, I recommend it. I liked it a lot. If, if it favors comparably to Incredibles, that's like pretty glowing that's praise. praise that's yeah. uh, I would say it's like classic. after after Toy Story, and Toy Story might just be like nostalgia vision. Like Incredibles I saw in theater as an adult and like liked it. In theaters as an adult. Here's, here's the thing that Zootopia and The Incredibles do that's similar, that thing that is a thing that we like and we've talked about. Hmm. World creation. Yeah. Mm. It builds a world, it says this is the world, and then it adheres to those rules. Yeah. You're just like, okay, I, I got it. Yeah. You're making a good pitch to two guys who don't have kids. Yeah. It's like a, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> well, I watch kids' movies pretty yeah. often. Right. You're a little well, bit Well, like, and I'm telling you, don't. 
you guys would not like Finding Dory because it's there's yeah, there's right. nothing there except for Ellen DeGeneres playing Dory kind of cutesy and you're like so oh, do we want to mm. do TV shows or do we want to talk about video games because I feel that TV shows might dominate the rest of the podcast it's going to so mm. I played some video games hey what you play yeah uh, I, I looked at what games I played in 2016. Yeah. I played Tricky Towers. Okay. <laughs> which, like, I mean, like, is like, yes, a uh, completely fluff puzzle game, but it's super fun. Anybody can, anybody can pick it up. Quick four-player games. You played Tricky Towers with us yet, Scott? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the if you don't know what it is, it's like Tetris, but the blocks don't disappear. Mm-hmm. The goal is usually to build the tower as high as you can without it tipping over. There's real gravity in effect. And a little bit of physics. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Real gravity, real, real physics. There's, And then you also have some like spells occasionally thrown mm-hmm. into the mix, which have uh, some either like beneficial abilities to you or like attack it's abilities Tetris to everybody. Tetris plus, plus, plus. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Only about, about building and not it's, just... It's a little bit like Tetris Blitz and a little bit like Jenga. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good, a good way to look at it, actually. And just... I mean, and I multiplayer is the big and one, right? Multiplayer. That's, that's, that's like Tetris Blitz. That's the whole yeah, point Tetris is that you're sitting down there. Yeah, exactly. Couch people. co-op. The one thing I will say, uh, as a, a minor knock on it, which I don't understand why, is, and because it just seems like it would be an easy fix, would be that when you play online, you can only play single player online. So like you and I can't play couch co-op against two other people. Right, I, I guess right. maybe because it... I don't know for balance. It's probably dumb, some dumb client limitation. Yeah, there might also now. be might also be like a balance thing because you could like screw up games, or if you're just like you just want me to win and you're just like screwing it up and only spending the attack spells. Like I don't yeah, know, like whatever. Uh, who knows what there is, but I'm like it's kind of a bummer because like every now and then Sarah and I don't just want to play one v one because we're at home. We'd right. like to play the full four player experience. You can't you, do that, but you can't do that. You can only play if you're playing against one. It's one v one v one v one. You can't play, which I mean like is kind of a mm-hmm. bummer. But anyway, Tiki Towers. Yep, super fun. I think it's like. Ten bucks. I'm on a staple price. It was three. If, if you ever have people over, it's 100 percent worth ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Super yeah. easily. Like, and and it's. I mean, like we had a a bunch of the comedians over for the Go Plug Yourself shit show, and we ended up playing it for hours afterwards. Yeah. Like, super fun. And the other 2016 release that I'm 45 percent through with is Far Cry Primal. And super fun. I would almost say up there with like the best of the Far Cry experiences. Mm-hmm. Far Cry has always kind of like differentiated itself from other first person shooters by like running around in the wilderness and like interacting with animals and like it's scavenging and crafting mechanics mm-hmm. are always like super top notch. So by p- putting it in prehistoric times and like removing all guns and jeeps and jetpacks and stuff, <laughs> you've like gotten to the core of what makes Far Cry Far Cry. Like that's always been what the series does different i think mm-hmm. from a lot of other first person shooters so like yeah your weapons are like spear bow and arrow club and you're hmm. like that's the weapons and you'd like you can get a little like better ones but you're like you never i'm f- most of the way through the skill tree and like there's no other weapons coming you know you're like that's it uh there's apparently super fun hard modes to play on also hmm. like with permadeath on um and some of them were like permanent injuries I guess uh, there's like a food mechanic. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a food yeah. mechanic where you need to like, if you you can like exhaust yourself just by like running too much, you need to just like use just by like sprinting. Mm-hmm. You're gonna need to use some resources if you want to be able to sprint again. That's awesome. Which is super cool. Like if you want to use fast travel, it also eats up some resources and stuff. So, and I've read some super favorable reviews about that. They're like, that's like maybe not with permadeath on because permadeath is. Like, in a Far Cry game, you can be, like, walking around, and you're like, here's the legendary saber-toothed tiger that's Roar, been haunting the region. Burp, and you're yeah. like, oh, dead. So permadeath might be a little much, but I think playing it with on the hardest modes where you have to actually, like, scavenge and craft and do all that. Okay. Super fun. So I say Far Cry Primal. 
I'd say better than four. Maybe better than three. Three is really good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I say A plus to Far Cry Primal. Playing a video cool. game, Scott? Um, From 2016? <coughs> phone I, games. I, you play a lot of phone games, though. I play a lot of iOS and Facebook games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we can't not talk about Pokemon Go if we're talking video games. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. I don't yeah. really, yeah. really play it, but my wife and kid play it. And, uh, Still? Still. Uh, yeah. Getting them home from daycare without giving them some Pokemon time. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. That's good, though. It keeps the kid walking. Apparently, they make yeah. like a million or two million dollars a day. Fuck off. Yep. Fuck so you wonder like when you're, like Konami's like, we want to play mobile games. Everyone's like, why, why are you screwing yourself, Konami? No, they're like, we're printing money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're making gotcha games. Yep. Like, yeah, I what I will I, I still play it pretty pretty regularly. I put it down for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, and then I was have they patched it? I heard there was all kinds of like issues. It was like slow and there's lag. They've they patched they patched a ton of things. They fixed a ton of things. Like when it originally came out, uh, you couldn't really find Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You were like too bad because there was originally a radar tracker where it had like a it had like three footsteps, and the closer you got, it went to two and to one. Mm-hmm. But then they realized that that kind of encourages trespassing. Yep, because you're just like you're gonna walk closer to the thing. No matter where the thing is, and that might mean going on to where areas you aren't. <coughs> so yeah. they removed that radar out of it, and now they put in a thing where you can see which Pokestop a Pokemon is near. So hmm. like on your radar, it'll pop up. It'll show you the Pokemon. You can pick, click the wind, like a picture, see a picture of close to where it is, and go and find it, which is super neat because it actually makes like Pokemon hunting. Like mm-hmm. I'll flip it on. Uh, it was like walking to the bar. Uh, a couple of days ago and I was like I saw a Lapras which is like a super rare Pokemon that was like a little bit of a detour and I was like well here we go I'm <laughs> going for this little detour I could be five minutes late yep. which I think is where Pokemon is like that's my like happy spot for mm-hmm. Pokemon is like I'm walking and I don't really have much going on oh yeah Pokemon <laughs> like I'm not going out to get them anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was kind of we're like let's go for little poker walks I'm like meh that's not a thing I'm super into but I do enjoy the fact that you can turn it on catch your Pokemon Spin some Pokestops, get your little things. Yep. Also, fully, fully enjoyable free is the, the mm. I guess, like the winner of it all. Because it's like almost all resources that you can get in the game, you get from Pokestops. Mm-hmm. And like you can, getting resources, uh, you can buy most of like Pokeballs and incubators and all that stuff. But you can also get most of that stuff from Pokestops. Or w- you can also even get in-game currency by like gym battling enough. So there's like a really enjoyable factor for it without having to ever pwn, put down real money which is I think pretty Excellent. pretty key especially in the mobile market because like oddly s- the way to make lots of money yeah exactly yeah. That's, which I mean I hope that <clears throat> I hope that a lot of mobile developers kind of like see the Pokemon success story and realize they don't need to make their games hit hard paywalls like if you just make a fun game that where people th- want to keep playing then eventually there'll come a point where they're like invested in it it's it's and tricky because right? Pokemon may want to invest in it yeah Pokemon's got the brand recognition it's very tough to, to like separate that from its success if it had been just like a random monster hunter game would it have done this well who knows but I mean like, but yeah. at the same time the logic isn't you've reached level X now either pay or quit playing right, right, right so regardless of how many people are playing people are still playing Pokemon because they can keep playing mm. you know yeah I mean, like and there's there's been lots of iOS games where I've I've been playing and I'm like, oh now to make it to the next level it's pay you know five bucks. I'm just like I don't or do I don't or want invest to invest a hundred hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not invested in it. I've played 15 hours and now I will uninstall yeah. it. So regardless of whether they have you know what 50 million players or whether they have 500, that idea of 
keep your players invested in the game, yeah. and then they they'll give you they'll start paying for it hmm. rather than. I mean, the other one about that is let them play for a little bit and then say, "Well, there's your taste now. Your yeah, next yeah, yeah. hit's going to cost well, you." Well, like that was the um, what's that? You know, there's that game they 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 kickstart documentaries about video games. They just what about did one about Doom. They're really good. They're like our games is all about them. Every time there is one, it like huh. definitely front pages. They they make like these little like twenty five minute episode documentaries about like specific game releases where they go in like to the story of the devs and whatever. Anyway, they did a two part one. Uh, about Rocket League mm-hmm. uh, that came out this year, and it was like super cool because then they they talked about how how offering their game for free like hit them kind of like at the beginning, mm-hmm. but how many people they ended up playing with it and stuff, and then they were just sort of like that sort of taught them how to how to bring out the premium content where they were like no premium content should give any player an advantage right they were like because if people like it they'll want to give us money they'll buy car models they'll buy stickers they'll buy whatever else like that but they were like if you want to play the game well, you, you like sacrifice the integrity of the game otherwise yeah exactly yeah. that's it yeah. you it's they were like we never wanted to pr- bring out like a pay to win situation we just yeah. like everything that you can pay for is cosmetic that's so le- that's the league of legends route yeah exactly exact same thing yeah. and and i mean like rocket league is like massively popular for what it is for sure team <laughs> team fortress that's that's the yeah, similar thing. Hats. Hats everywhere. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And like I said, Lee was the same thing. So, I mean, I think that there's a... Listen up, game devs. <laughs> You're like... Those are, I think, workable models that I think everybody's... Make fun games. People will give you money later. And I also think that players will end up being like sort of like loyal to those developers. Absolutely. Because they're you're like they're, right. they're not trying to screw you. Yep. So... I got two games. I'm going to blast them really quick. One of them is Dark Souls 3, which was, I think, the, like, it's the end of the Dark Souls franchise. Miyazaki, who's the director, says he's not going to do any more. Dark Souls 3 was a refinement on everything that came before. It incorporates elements from the first couple of games that all meshes them together well. It's a brilliant... Brilliant title. Mm-hmm. The um, but are they making more Bloodborne's? I don't think so. I think they're going to go and do something totally different. I've heard rumors that they're working on an Armored Core update. Okay, which was super fucking fun. But um, anyway, it's a great game. And if you have not played Dark Souls because you're like, oh, it's too hard or whatever, mm-hmm. th- this is like the one to try. Okay, because it's it's everything from the first ones. I fun. downloaded Bloodborne. I now, told you. The other I one. Yet. Oh yeah, oh, dude, it's so good. I'm gonna. I played it for like the first little bit, and then like a werewolf came, and I was like, nah, and I was like, I want to get back into it, but I, yeah. I did not. I was like, I had an hour, and I was like, no, I think I need to like sit down for like at least two or three for the yeah. first session, just yeah. to kind of get into the groove of it. I think I need to. It, that might help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, at least beat the first boss. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, the one I want to talk about is Firaxis and 2K. I shat all over them. I made fun of them, and then they released Civ Six, and it was good. Mm-hmm. And Civ Six is good. It's like. Um, so I had the expectation that it was going to be a fucking hot mess, like, um, not Alpha Centauri. Beyond Earth was a hot mess on release, and Civ Five was a hot mess on release. They're just, like, barely playable. I don't like it. Skeletons of games waiting for patches and expansion packs to make it good. And um, Civ Six brought a lot of stuff to the table. Like, I feel like it still isn't finished, but... Oh, for PC games. For, yeah, but for, <laughs> for a game with, like, the complexity of a Civilization title and with the knowledge that they're going to refine it over a couple of years, yeah, like yeah. I'm okay with that, and in in its state on release, it was still very very good. So sorry guys, I uh, I shot all over them before Aww, this game came out, yeah. and then uh, it was really good. I played a lot. Hmm. Cool. Yep. Do you want to talk about TV Vision? Uh, everybody wants to talk about TV. Do we want to do music first? We do music. Yep. I mean, I guess 2016 was the year. 
The music died. Well, <laughs> hold on, man. Like, but, but you say that there, there's going to be a lot more deaths coming in the future, right? Yeah, for because sure. Because the, all the guys who were big in the 60s and 70s are going to die in the next 10 years, and it's going to be fucking messy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people were... We're saying, like, how could they t- this take it? I'm like, well, these people did a lot of cocaine in the 70s yeah, and 80s. Real. <laughs> like, who was it? It was fucking, like, um, what's his face? The 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 Kiss lead singer who was like, Carrie, you got to slow down on the coke. Yeah. Yeah. That that, <laughs> that whole situation. <laughs> anyway. When Kiss is telling you. But, I mean, but yeah. at the same time. But, like, time, if you're I'll... mad that Bowie and Prince and Carrie Fisher died, I mean, like, maybe you should have not let them do all that cocaine in the 70s and 80s. Right. Yeah, but I mean, but they I feel like that shaves off maybe a decade towards the end. It was so bad back then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but but now anyone else who you like is was a big star in the seventies and eighties who was doing a lot of cocaine, you got to know that they're, they're in ten, fifteen way. years at the back end of their lives were, were were cut off by that. But I will say that the albums, my four albums that I wanted to mention, all three are from dead artists. Three of four of them are from dead artists: Leonard Cohen, David Bowie, and Prince. George Prince. Michael. George. Uh. <laughs> Well, Prince didn't have a last release. That's true, right? right? I mean, he, I don't didn't he have the vault? Isn't the vault getting unlocked and they're going to release? I'm sure, but that hardly counts as like a 2016 yeah, I guess, release. I, I feel. So. I mean, yeah. it might be like stuff that he recorded in the 70s mm-hmm. might uh, might get released. But yeah, so Black Star from David Bowie. I really liked that too. Yeah, yeah. was uh, was really good. Like especially realizing that it was like written while songs he was about death. Yeah, by know, David Bowie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. And I mean, especially and the other thing too was that they were talking about. Uh, like, he apparently was even writing pretty much up till like, he... He, he, he took, had half of another album. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he took, like, a when he, he took, like, a bad turn post-Blackstar yeah. was already, like, yeah. done yeah. recording, but he was, like, keep kept writing, and he was saying, that, like, weirdly, being so close to death was, like, a super good spot creatively, which I can kind of see. Sure. You know? Because sure. <laughs> like, you're just sort of, like, you're like, oh, like... I have no, no more time. Yeah. And not only that, but I'm just sort of, like, there's so much, so much of, like, I think, like, poetry and lyrics and all that stuff not all of it but obviously so much of it is about like death and what it's like but until you're like actually close to it you're just sort of like postulating please don't i don't want to think about this you're like but but i mean even if you are like i'm sure like trent reznor probably thinks about death all the time (laughs) you know but he's just hypothesizing what it's going to be like and i'm sure he knew kind of closer to when he was like an addict what it was going to be like but then i feel that there's probably going to be a super late era trent reznor release where he's like oh i'm actually totally totally. close to death (laughs) this is happening did was leonard cohen the other one yeah leonard cohen uh was you want it darker which was great super good i can't believe how good that that man, fuck, <laughs> such good music. The Holy other one, shit. the yeah. other one, which is I was like, would not have necessarily been surprised had he died, mm-hmm. uh, was Skeleton Tree from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I was like, <laughs> that's why I was saying he's like didn't die, but like the way 2016 went, could have. Yeah, you know, because he's right up there in the cocaine use in the well, 70s that's and 80s. Mm-hmm. It's about the death of his son, right? Like, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Also, son fell off a cliff at the age of 15. Yeah. Like, God damn it. So he still from a dark place, and mm-hmm. then was uh, we got it from here. Thank you for your service, a Tribe Called Quest, which was recorded partially posthumously because Fife Fife Dog died in March. Hmm. So they uh, they had a bunch of his tracks recorded, and then they filled out some of his lyrics with uh, some other rappers and stuff, and finished off. And that album is, I would say, that is probably my favorite album of 2016. Like it's the mm-hmm. one I've listened to the most out of. Uh, it's so also good. on that note, <laughs> fuck you, media outlets for leaving Fife Dog off all of your fucking lists. I saw one video of the, like, who we lost this year that yeah. had Fife Dog in it. Just one. And I've watched, That's like, maybe 15 up. of those. That's a weird thing I, to watch. I, right? I, I got a surprise for you. <laughs> those things oddly, oddly kind of make me morose and sad. Yeah. Like, like the Sarah McLaughlin starts playing. <laughs> I will remember Yeah, how is Fife Dog not, like... Tribe Called Quest is 
They were big huge and important in the nineties. Okay, but Mm-mm. like if one of the members of NWA dies, yeah, they're NWA on the list. NWA was bigger than a Tribe Called Quest. Not by much, man. I'd say like their Tribe Called Quest are like top five hip hop groups. The dif- the difference being none of them went on to make kids movies. Right? Like, <laughs> none of them went on to make kids movies. They stayed mostly politically active. Like they, uh, you know, kept. I'd, I'd put them on. They like, had a positive message. <laughs> most public public enemy and yeah, Tribe exactly. Quest. They're, they're about on the same I, level. I will admit some ignorance in this field. Yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, like, I, I guess they're obviously they're smaller than NWA, but I mean, like, like to me, there's a list, like, you have, like, NWA and Beastie Boys and stuff are, like, kind of super up there. But then you have, yeah, Public Enemy, Tribe Called Quest, uh, The Roots, like, mm. the, they're huge, like, super influential, like, hip-hop wouldn't be where it was. Sort of flew under the radar. The Avalanche has released a new album this year for the first time in 15 it. years. Wild, Wildflower, I think it was. Yeah. Pretty good. Yep. Had some moments. I like I, I remember enjoying it. Honorable mention, I think, yep. goes to uh, Childish Gambino. Oh, I really like that record. Uh, Awake, Awaken, Awaken My Love. Awaken My Love. Yeah. Super good. Mm-hmm. Like, very, I mean, I think you need to, he needs to find himself a little bit still. Like, Man. Uh, I fully like, appreciate what he was trying to do. But, I mean, there were a few tracks where it was missed. The tracks that were hits were really good if you kind of. If you dig the like Charles Bradley Lee Fields, sort but of, even like, some of the like weird like California. Oh, you're one of those. I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> I think like the most divisive track on the album is California. Like I don't mind it. Sarah hates it, and some people are like in love with it. Hmm. I, I like it a lot. <laughs> like of the Childish Gambino in the last three records, that yeah. that one might be my jam. I was like, the last three records, does that include Bonfire? No, that does not include Camp. Okay, because <laughs> okay, I was oh, like, Bonfire. Bonfire is my, my childish game being a song. Yeah, yeah, Fire, yeah. you can't. Uh, the other one I it's liked a lot was uh, Starboy by The Weeknd. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys listened to that whole record. I, I got halfway through it. Didn't, didn't quite click. Okay. Uh, the was, single was hot. I went to Daft the Punk. Daft Punk one. Yeah. Their, their first number one in America. Weird. It's Isn't so it? Weird. With a Canadian. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the whole record has probably six great songs on it, yeah. and then like four or five kind of fillers. But I mean, it's a it's a pop R and record, right? So yeah. that's sort of how I felt of about uh, the the new Chance release, Chance the Rapper. Like, I haven't heard it yet. It, I, I'm, it's like it's good, but yeah, but I was like, it made it kept stayed off my list because of that. Where I was like, I was like, yeah, there's like four or five really good songs, and there's like four or five like completely forgettable hmm. ones. And I guess nobody put nobody put Life of Pablo on. Nope. What? Oh, Kanye. <laughs> His last album. Shit. Quote unquote. Is it, is it official? No, that's what he said. But yeah. Didn't he have like a, some kind of I go crazy on stage breakdown? Absolutely. Yeah. He had like a mental, conspiracy mental breakdown a couple, uh, couple months ago. Did we talk? We talked about that last. I don't know if we talked about it. I didn't. Talk about how it's it. weird to watch a celebrity have a mental breakdown. And then you look back at it, and you're like, oh, he's probably been having a mental breakdown for the last three or four years. But we were like, oh, Kanye, you so silly. <laughs> that makes for great TMZ. Yeah. And, and now you're just like, oh, wait, maybe someone should have been like, hey, do you need to talk to someone? But I mean, I think, okay, I feel... You want to take a couple of days off and like just, just chill? I feel that like one of the big issues with like celebrity meltdowns is that like up until like a very late stage of the meltdown, they're still like kind of fully surrounded by like yes men. So, you know, like it probably just lets you like live in your crazy go nuts bubble for like a I'm really saying. long like, time. Like Mariah <clears throat> Carey. Did you hear about this shit? Okay, but no, but that's that's on the people. That's not on her. <laughs> oh? 
there was they had no audio in her monitor, so she just like stopped giving any kind of damn that she was on live. Like she couldn't hear herself, she yeah. couldn't hear nothing, so she would just like forget this garbage. Which I kind of get. They didn't do a sound check. They okay. bumped her sound check. They didn't put it at, like because she showed up super fucking late. Yeah, but to the New Year's Eve show, and then she sent she called ahead of time to be like, "Hey, when does the ball drop?" Because I'm late. Yeah. Mariah fucking Carey. Anyway. It's super it's super diva nonsense, but yeah. I feel that like audio in the monitors is like for a lip sync performance. Yeah. It's kind of a thing. You, you need to be able to hear the words of the song. Oh, all right, yeah. all right. Let's do TV. Anyway. Uh, are you done are you done music? I'm done music, yeah. I don't know. TV. Can can we each pick one and then can we pick one? Yeah, but then but then give runner ups after that. Because picking one out of the list this year is pretty tough. Uh, I think the best show that I saw, like legitimately the best show that I saw in 2016 was The Get Down. Like in terms of like just like production and like caring and like shows See, designed. See, for me it was Stranger Things. Shows designed for me. <laughs> Stranger Things Stranger was things. literally written for me. Like <laughs> yeah. there's no – Yeah, I don't it, understand how anybody could hit every note that I wanted to see in a TV show as perfectly as they did. Yeah, I mean yeah. that was the, – the, ca- I, I can't believe it took you that long to get to it. And threw it. Okay. Well, the problem was I was waiting on Debbie. Oh, Debra. I actually waited for her for all of those episodes. And, it, and then you like, got a super sweet neck thing out of it. I so. sure did. <laughs> so waiting was worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Stranger Things, I think, was great. The only reason I think the Stranger Things wouldn't make my number one is that it, like, it occupies... you hate Winona Ryder. I love Going Winona insider. Ryder. <laughs> no, you hate only... Winona Ryder in her 40s. You're one of those people. Nope. Still on my list. <laughs> Still on the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the reason, the only reason that you it hate prevent- the lion mornings oh are for coffee God. and contemplation. You know, I, I also got a mug with that on it because that is the best fucking line in the show. <laughs> the only reason it did it that stayed out of top spot is that like there's like other stuff that kind of like hits Stranger Things vibe for mm-hmm. me. Like I was like, not to say that it's exactly the same, but like something like The Goonies and a lot of those like old shows from my childhood, which is why I like Stranger Things. Whereas something like The Get Down like has never happened before. Mm. That was like I was like in terms of the get down as a TV show as like what it was doing, being like a Baz Luhrmann TV show is like unlike literally anything that's basically happened in media ever. So that was like that's why I would give Get Down that's, a slight edge. That's my runner up is BoJack. BoJack season two happened this year and it mm-hmm. was fucking a masterpiece and it was improved on the first season mm-hmm. and um, uh, the only reason it's edged out by Stranger Things is it does it doesn't like hit all of my childhood notes yeah. as strongly. But but BoJack is all new shit. What's your runner up, Keith? My runner up. The get down. Uh, run up to the get down. I was like, yeah, Stranger Things is like a big one. Uh, I gave a honorable mention to You're Roanoke. the Worst season three. Oh yeah, yeah which yeah. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun, but it fell short because the season two kind of knocked it out of the park too. Yep. Like season three compares favorably to season one. But yeah. But like season two had like so much going on. Like I feel they're kind of in season three. They're sort of dealing with uh, Edgar's PTSD, mm-hmm. which is like halfway through quite as compelling as Gretchen's depression. Right. Uh, and also, I gave an honorable mention to Mr. Robot season two, oh, which yeah. started. You're only allowed to get one runner up. Why are you throwing more shit? You can have there? so many runners up, man. It's a three way tie. John just suit. said you get one plus one runner up. Yeah, I'm not wasting time talking. I'm not about even talking about it because I want to talk about Westworld, which was amazing. <laughs> I just snuck in there right at the end of the year, and I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah I'll get Did to you it. it. Yeah. I so good. Started. Huh. So good. It's got that um, True Detective, uh, Mr. Robot Season 1 Whoa. feel to it, where you're just like, fuck, what, not, what's going to happen next? The cast is 
outstanding. So you've got uh, Jeffrey Wright, who is amazing. He played um, Felix Leiter in the new James Bond movies, the black That's guy. Right. and He was the American CIA agent at the poker table oh, in Casino yeah. Royale. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Yep. Thandie Newton. Uh, and Evan Rachel Wood mm-hmm. as the one of the big leads and just fucking delivers um, what is AI, what is life, what is entertainment, what's not. Like, is violence in video games taken to the next level actually affecting <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, time displacement stuff like Pulp Fiction style where everything kind of gets chopped up and at the end you're just like oh shit awesome um, everything about it was fantastic production values was were off the fucking chain HBO, HBO. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, really 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 good and I thought it would be hard pressed to push off my runner up which was Game of Thrones season 6 mm. which was also I had, an I excellent had, return to form. I had some serious, serious beefs with season six that like really bugged me and like kept, you, you kept can spoil it, them. I didn't see kept it off my list completely. So here's the thing, and like what this is because like season six, as we all know, mm-hmm. uh, is where the shows have moved past the books in yeah. large part. Like there's very little in season six that is like hold to the books, and there's a few things that, like there's just several things that kind of like ended up like way too Hollywoody. John's bad attitude. That's, that doesn't even bug me so much. I'm like, I, I mean, like... Because we, he's not even that badass. He's but we've also, we've also, even in the books, right, when they talk about, like, a dude going into... Uh, when Rob went into battle with his direwolf, just being, like, a two-unit killing machine. Right. Right, like, com- being completely unstoppable in a fight. And I was like, meh. That was, like, so Jon Snow from the same lineage. I, like, I can buy it, him being, mm-hmm. like... Better lineage, in a sense. Yeah, exactly. That's it. If you are to Stark believe. Stark Targaryen Because, I mean, like, that's it. Then they, they, they kind of touch on that in season six. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, not necessarily tying it into Jon, but they, they tied the Targaryen kid in. Like, that gets, like, fully revealed in season mm-hmm. six as a legit reveal. But, yeah, that stuff. The Battle of the Bastards. The fact that no, like, a major battle and no major character dies except for the bad guy. Lame. Super lame. Like, super weak. Oh, are you, and John's brother. Okay, Rickon. Uh, Rickon dies. Rickon Stark, star of ten collective minutes in six seasons. One of the last freaking Stark. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. He's not a main character. He's an important he character. Barely shows up in the books. Also, yeah, like, that's he's what I'm like saying. Always he's absolutely, around. absolutely an important character, not a main character yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. Sure. He's been on TV for ten minutes. Like seriously, yeah, I, right. you can make a supercut of Rickon Stark over six seasons, and it would be ten minutes. Like, that's not... Well, I mean, like, what did you want? You wanted Danny to die in the no. battle? No. no, no, no. She's <laughs> not there. You have, you, have, you have Jon Snow in that battle. You have, uh, what's his name? The Wildling. And you have Davos. Like, Jon Snow is going to probably make it, but his one of his Wildling buddies should get died, yeah. or Davos should get died. Like, then how do they save the Battle of the Bastard? They don't win it whatsoever. An army shows up and bails them out. Like, it's literally a deus ex machina. Army's like, what's up? You guys are losing. I'm an army. Hmm. wipes them out and I was like that's kind of a bummer which they spent the whole fucking season trying to recruit the armies I it get didn't it, come out but of someone nowhere someone needs to eat it from the good guy side like you know what I'm saying like if you're Game of Thrones you don't get to go into a, like you don't get to go into a losing battle and be like Everybody's okay. Oh, everyone's oh, okay. Oh man, I couldn't disagree with you more. And the, the, that battle, the battle, battle was scene, the amazing. Battle scene is amazing, and, and like they go sphincter clenching, stressful. Exactly, they go out of their way to show you, like it's by far like the grisliest, most messed up battle they've shown in Game of Thrones. Like mm-hmm. it's 
highest production value of any of the battles because awesome. Game of Thrones almost always pulls their punches because they have the, super high budgets no, everywhere yeah, else. Yeah, the battle on the uh, on the river with the green flame yeah. and shit that was so fucking good. Yeah, no, this kills yeah. it. It's it's like wow. it is absolutely the best battle that Game of Thrones has ever filmed. It's absolutely it's, the most it's, horrific. It's saving Private Ryan reaction. Right. Yeah, like there's like there's wow. like it's, it's not the same production value as that opening scene of Saving Private Ryan, but that like. That sick tension. We were just like, I don't people like dying this. left and right. Like, there's like a part where like there's literally like heaps of corpses are getting like piled up <clears> on <throat> top of John. Like as people are just like they're getting moved down on and dying. So yeah. hats oh. off for the battle. But then again, everybody's okay. Everyone's okay yeah. except for faceless wildlings, I guess, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, the other one that was the other part that just like legitimately had me yelling and, at the TV and like screen. one of the freaking the giant dies. Oh, like, one one again. The last of, of the screen. giants. <laughs> like, I'm not saying there's no impact whatsoever, but I'm saying if you're name name a main character who dies in season th- season six, other than a bunch of characters that they introduced. That was the other thing that oh, they introduced shit, characters to knock them off. Yeah, the yeah. the stuff that happens in the end in King's Landing. There's a ton of main characters that die there. There's a ton of them. Good oh, guys. Yeah. Name some good doesn't guys. Doesn't Jamie that die. kill himself? No. Really? Jamie's kid kills himself. I thought Jamie jumps Tommen. out of a window. Tommen. Tommen. Tommen jumps out of a window. Oh. Yeah, Jamie Lannister's a okay. But again, but that, so that's so some bad guys killed a whole bunch of bad guys, and then a bad guy died. Like I'm saying, good guy team, a okay on season six, which is like the whole defining characteristic to me of Game of Thrones is that when the good guys make bad decisions, they also die. So the main bad guy, Cersei, killed a whole bunch of other bad guys. You know, I I feel like statistically, a bunch of bad guys had to die. That's statistically fine. so many of them. But then, well, like, then some good guys. How many good guys had to are left to die? There's not a whole lot. Then introduce a few and kill them off. <laughs> like and that's and that's the other thing too is that uh, if you know the ending of season six, uh, Cersei blows up the uh, the big sept in King's Landing. Oh snap! Takes out the uh, the new High Septon, all of his sparrows, and most of the not the Tullys with wildfire. No, I think this was straight up blow blow ups. Maybe wildfire. Is it wildfire? I don't remember the explosion. It's wildfire. Green. Yeah, so the it's a big green. green wildfire thing. But what's that family? The Which roses. Martells. The Martells. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Blows up a ton of Martells, the High Septon, and whatever. Uh-huh. So I'm just sort of like, okay, cool. I'm glad you introduced the High Septon in season five, just to kill him and well, all of his followers. He was a big followers. deal in the books, right? Yeah, I know, but like, if that's so the ending, that you introduce gonna... him in season five, and he, he, he's a pain in the ass all of season six. But he's only a pain in the ass to Cersei, so I'm like, you then kind Cersei of root for him. him. No, he's a pain in the ass to the whole Martell family. He's not super fucking cuddly with Loras. No, fucking but... breaks his mind and. Anyway, I'm just saying, no good guys ate it, and that kind of like was a bummer. I guess I'm the only person in North America waiting for the book. <laughs> And the, the and the other thing, this is a single scene that like literally had me mad. I forgot when the last uh, child of the forest has a grenade. They're running out from underneath the the, the weirwood, whatever the the super tree that lets you see everything, mm-hmm. uh, where he ends up. And she has these little like little bomb grenades that the little children of the forest throw. And then she's holding the grenade, and then she stops and is like, "Go on without me." And then all the like monsters like swarm her. Then she explodes herself. And I'm like. Pretty sure a grenade works just as good if you throw it over your shoulder <laughs> while running, running away. Yeah. Like I get the sacrifice, but that's like the most Hollywood WTF sacrifice in the world. Is like I'm gonna stand here holding this grenade instead of lobbing it. it. Like if she had like ran out of grenades and then like stood there with a knife, being like keep going, and then like stab, 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 and then gotten overswarmed, I'd be like, gotcha. You self-sacrifice to like. Well, it's because they didn't just run past her like they would uh, a grenade that killed like four or five of them. They stopped to make sure she was dead. And then it went off. That's taking out a higher percentage. I feel you thought about this more than is necessary, and I think that's a dumb use of a grenade. <laughs> Anywho. Anyway, yeah, I felt season six 
to me, and I mean, this might just be like fanboy in me, it like kind of smacked of we know what George R. R. Martin's doing it, but we're not actually telling it his way right now because mm-hmm. we have his story, but we're past him. No, I think mm-hmm. in terms of what I like about Game of Thrones, season six. Well, yeah, because all, fa- all your favorites made it out, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> season six did it better than five, than four. Like maybe going back to three was the last one I liked as much as season six. Hmm. And the the money that they threw at it, like the freaking battle up north with the the the, the frozen zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killer good. Oh, it was, oh yeah, it was, it was good. I just, like I said, there was a... Eh. I really don't feel like you like Game of Thrones. You're just... I like Game of Thrones when anybody can die. That's like, to me, a big part of Game of Thrones is that like sometimes the good guys eat it and the fact that none of the good guys, like the whole season comes and goes without any good guys buying it. I don't know. John, from an outsider, you see how that kind of was like. But I, I haven't seen it. I haven't read yeah. the book. I'm gonna wait for the book and then I'm gonna watch the show. Any? Are there other 2016 events? Uh, I thought Ev- you... events with celebrity deaths. I tried to go through the year without talking about. We already talked about them. The, the LIGO ones. was activated, and we detected gravitational waves for the first time. The Science LIGO. news. Yeah, it's like a it's like a special detector that they made to try and detect gravity waves, which have long like Einstein hypothesized that this would be possible mm-hmm. when two black holes were like smashing into each other and spinning around each other really quick. They would send out waves of gravity, mm-hmm. but we've never had any detectors <clears throat> powerful enough to detect it. And then two days after they turned it on, they detected gravity waves for the first time. Nailed it. Nailed Einstein's it. like, nailed it somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Uh, I was gonna. The only thing I had to say was I went to go see. I mean, I went to go see a bunch of concerts, but I had like two mm-hmm. concerts oh, yeah. that were like really good in terms of like live events in the city. Mm-hmm. I went to go see um, co-headliners of Death from Above 1979 and Eagles of Death Metal, mm-hmm. and both of them like it was one of the best versions of Death from Above 1979 I had seen. Mm-hmm. Like, because I think that the fact that they were co-headlining with Eagles of Death Metal kind of like made them try and show up not necessarily try to show up but also like they they really really toned down the bleepy blorpy mm-hmm. of which exists in death from above like mm-hmm. there's a lot of samples and stuff there was like almost no samples everything was just like raw like bass guitar drum like just, the black keys but a lot heavier <laughs> like much much heavier yeah, than yeah. the black keys like they like hit it really hard and i think the same thing was true of eagles of death metal that eagles of death metal got like s- for like super theatrical i think there was kind of like a play of like one-upmanship between the two bands like to be like they don't want to be the like less than that, on the card that's for the best i feel like the last time i saw eagles of death metal the time i saw them they were like a little restrained that's the last time you saw death from above no or was that the same show no because no. death from above also when we saw death from above up in laval that was yeah, eh. yeah. like yeah. That, they were kind of restrained also but yeah. yeah eagles of death metal too they were they were all place and then the other concert which i think would be like probably my concert of the year was uh, I went to Place des Arts and saw Sue George perform the David Bowie music that he performs huh. How was it? in Portuguese. It was uh, amazing. I was super excited for that event to have been at Place des Arts because mm-hmm. it's just a dude singing with his guitar <laughs> like in Portuguese. And I was like, you know what? I don't want any talking. Yeah. You know what people won't really do? Talk at Place des Arts. And he had like super sick acoustics. He did, he did like, I mean, it's not that theatrical really, but yeah. it was like the whole stage was kind of, he had like a set. That was like set up sort of like a dock, like it looked like a fishing dock or whatever, and it was just like him up on the stool, and he was wearing like the Zisu blue with the little hat. Yeah. So it just like, yeah, I was like, I was like, a nice touch. I'm like, I was expecting just him. Was there anything else, or was it just him and a guitar? Just him and the guitar, and Crazy. that was it. And then he, uh, one thing that was also super cool that I found out is that typically on the tour, 
Uh, he has like a translator because mm-hmm. he does not speak English, but he does speak French. So on the Montreal stop, he, he gave all the stories in French, which I thought was like, I was like, cool. I'm like, he's actually like communicating to us directly as opposed to like saying something <laughs> in Portuguese and then having a translator where you're like, I guess I'm getting the gist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but his French was pretty rough though. Like, I mean, not rough, like bad, but just like accent, like French by way of Brazilian Portuguese accent is like, that's an accent you're very unfamiliar with like hearing. So it's like kind of, it's more like Parisian French with a thick Portuguese accent. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was like, whoa, I'm having a hard time. But I thought it was just really neat that he actually got to like talk directly with the crowd. A plus concert. See any shows, Scott? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, wait, no, I told her. I saw the Tragically Hip uh, Farewell oh, concert yeah, on the CBC. That, that thing was good. Did you cry? No. no. I but I was very nostalgic for an hour. Yeah. I got close when the, the 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 I think was it fully completely with the super long breakdown, and you see and the, when like when he started crying when you see like Gord kind of start crying I was like, Ooh. I for me it was just such a nostalgia trip yeah. I was yeah. just like, huh, this is like a real goodbye yeah like it's not a retirement yeah show it's not a like a final thing before we go so on like that time Ric Flair retired from wrestling. Exactly that. <laughs> Where it's not like the Rolling Stones goodbye tour again. Part seven. Again, like you, there's there's such a like a knowledge of the finality of this show that I was just like, huh. The most, I, I feel like I I'm experiencing. Enjoyed it, but I felt like I was I was like reminded about how much it's pop music and how much I'm just like not a super huge fan. Yeah, of I just, like, I'm it, like they're fun tunes, and I definitely like the show, and I definitely like the tragically hit. But it's not like Are they you're the gonna most Canadian band. <laughs> Probably. I feel like just so much of their music is like... About hockey? No, it's not about hockey. It's like it can play on so many different radio stations across the country. Yeah. That while they might not be the greatest, they're definitely the most appealing. Hmm. Yeah. You know, you can know... naked ladies? Well, if you're in a car with your mom, then yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like you can you can be talking to different people who have radically different tastes, and there's probably some common ground. Hmm. Yeah, I think I don't think anybody like dislikes the tragically hip. I don't think I think they're wait 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 Nipsey does he? Yeah, really? Oh yeah. I mean, because I would say like I can see I know a lot of people. I don't know very many people who like are massive fans of the tragically hip, but like there's very few people that I know that like Nipsey really likes cigar roasts where they have a made up language. (laughs) Like I think he even got sick of them because of their made up language. I was going to say the most messed up thing about uh, the Gord Downey situation was hearing that interview with him where he talked about um, the way brain cancer affects your brain. Hmm. And he was talking about like lines to songs that he wrote 30 years ago and has sang thousands of times, like not coming to his recall as a singer. That may also be a lifetime of alcohol abuse. Well, it only you know. apparently only happened to him like this year hmm. where he's like, because he's like that stuff <clears> wrote. <throat> Like, he's yeah. like, it's just so in there. Yeah, exactly. He's like, there's no way to like. And, and to be fair, brain damage, brain damage. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah exactly. A or B, something happened. Yeah, exactly. But that's it. But it's I was like, mess that's super you. messed up that you're like, when you think of it, you're like, oh, I guess so. Because I'm like, there's like tumors and stuff pressing on your brain and like just doing, I don't know exactly what's going on. But I'm like, any kind of like deterioration of the brain, it's so messed up that it has like a tangible 
Well, can you imagine like waking up and not remembering what your dad looked like? You know, yeah, that, it must be similar. Like yeah. not remembering what your kid looks like. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. it. And that's why he was like, this is the first. This is the first tour that he had to have like a teleprompter on, like, because he was like, I don't want it to like impact. I don't want to fuck it up. I don't yeah. want to impact the show. But he's like, there are times where the words don't come. Like we were practicing, and I'd be like, I know the song fully, fully, <laughs> fully something. something. I'm fully entirely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I doubt it was probably like choruses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, know but know, he's like, but he's like stuff. He's like stuff I wrote thirty years ago and I performed thousands of times right. to the point where everyone in the audience is singing it to him. you. Yeah. yeah, and you're just like, huh. fuck. You're like, those words are just gone. And you're like, what? Like, I was like that. Like that part like broke my heart. Where I was like, that is, like, in the most aggressive way. I mean, I, it's the same thing, I guess, with like when like Terry Pratchett and Alzheimer's and all that stuff, mm-hmm. where he's just sort of like. More so than physically deteriorating, when you're like mentally deteriorate, just like gets me. Like I was like, Ugh. did you watch the documentary? I have not watched the documentary. You should watch it. Yeah. 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 So mm. anything else for a wrap up, boys? <clears throat> There's some really bad movies and bad TV and bad music that came out this year. We don't have to talk about that though. No. Mm. I mean, if you're Scott, 20... write a blog post. <laughs> Be like the worst of 2016. Well, I mean, a lot of it is already on the list towards the bottom. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Shout out to Let's do Superman v Batman picture show. <laughs> Superman v Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, 2017 is coming up. Don't make that garbage shit anymore. I'm tired of it. <laughs> it's just more coming. I'm sure. I know that good stuff can be done, <laughs> but not in cinema. <laughs> like, weirdly, well, none, none of us. None of us had like. I mean, other than Captain America. Like of all the A plus superstar blockbusters, we one of them made our like memorable movie list. Yeah. Like, I, 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 like, and even then, like, they're fun, and that's okay. But they're like summer blockbusters, and they're mm-hmm. not, they're not, they're not going to change your life. I think the last time, and I was, I was trying to think about like when a blockbuster was like a WTF, holy crap. And I mean, like, like legitimately, Mad Max notwithstanding, was probably like Batman, the Batman trilogy. Like Christopher Nolan's Batman's were like trying to do something with summer blockbuster. Like yeah. they were like, yeah. we're like. Yes, this is a summer blockbuster. It's literally starring like the most recognizable superhero this side of Superman. Like, but we're also trying to get something more than just like popcorn. And Dark Knight sure did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dark Knight 100% did. I found Batman Begins doesn't quite live up to the rewatch, but it it, it, it tried. It was it still, tr- yeah, it's yeah. Still, it's still, it's still, it still was it good. Was but it was forging a path rough. for Dark Knight. Whereas um, the third one, which I do not recall the name right now, uh, Batman. Dark Knight Rises? Rises? Yeah, Batman Rises or whatever. Dark anyway, Knight Rises. That yeah. one on rewatch I found was a fucking horrible. I yeah. can't believe it. Was, I'm so sad. I feel that there's like a four-hour cut of it somewhere yeah, that is know. like actually Man, good. Really? I feel like there's a one-hour cut of it somewhere. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, either one or four, <laughs> but not what we Because if I ever yeah. have to watch Bruce Wayne in the pit again trying to climb that wall, yeah. fuck. But even then, wall. that... Could have been cool. Could have been cool. If they had kind of, like, spent more time there. Like, you know, yeah. like, I know it seems dumb, but, like, if they had, like, spent more time and it wasn't just waiting for you. So I do not care how many push-ups Batman has to do. Yeah. Just, I don't care. But that's, but the, it's but going to take a long time. But exactly, but because, anyway, we're talking about that movie that came out. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. No, seriously, if they put it, like, in an 80s montage of yeah. training, they <laughs> cut that bam, scene bam, down bam. to, like, one no, minute. No, but, it, and it's to the, it's to the 1960s, like. No. Na, 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 and it's just him doing <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Rocky's getting strong now. I did. Exactly. Yeah. And just like, yeah. and like, like, cuts just like, push up, chin up, crunches. Cutting that wall. <laughs> him running on the spot. I'd, that I'd be into. Yeah. Hard left turn from Dark Knight Rises. 
Still better than Batman v Superman. We didn't need no molded plastic. It was pure West. Uh, John, final thoughts? 2016? Um, 2017 can't be worse. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> like, such True dads. I had a pretty good personal 2016. We still have My the- personal 2016 was great. Yeah. Personally, I think 2016 I think was pretty good for all of us. John yep. uh, has a lady friend. I sure do. Which is uh, going good. Mm-hmm. I, got, I got married. You did? I mm-hmm. we went on some road trips. I bought a house. Yeah, I bought a condo. Scott Scott bought a house. Mm-hmm. Your kid is... Uh, not dead. Old, not dead. And like like a personality now, which is pretty cool. Successfully. <laughs> Way not better dead than babies. Not dumb. Yeah. And like, like he's old enough that if he was dumb, I would know also. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, 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 yeah. it's hard to tell you have a dumb kid until he's like three or four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can't really make those calls. His babies are, but you're dumb. And also kind of a, a superhero geek, so I'm, I'm like, I'm on board Jeez, with that. you're raising him like a superhero exactly. geek. Surprise, I'm, surprise. I, don't, I don't raise him to do anything. He chooses uh, what he wants huh? to watch. Well, no, you show him things, and then he, like, gravitates towards some things and other things. You, you're his yeah, effigy but, for mm-hmm. God. If you think Batman is cool, he will not how many, be capable of how, growing how up. How much was your dad into video games? Like, you kind of do your own thing when you're yeah, a his kid. dad wasn't around. <laughs> 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 That's why the computer was his dad in this. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> the computer replaced father. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm remembering fondly now my childhood in front in front of a CRT. Or like if you wanted to learn about something, you'd ask the computer. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't ask I your dad. I will remember you. <laughs> John's 286. Uh. Anyway, yeah, I think 2016, personal level, pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I guess global level, kind of a shit show. Yep. Let's do better. But I was like, but Paul McCartney's going to die in 2017, and it'll be super you know, okay, sad. Okay, let's make a prediction. I'm calling Stanley. Stanley? Yep, 2017, Stanley. He's fucking 95, going to turn 96. It's happening. I'm going to hedge my bets mm-hmm. and say one of the Rolling Stones. Like, they mm. just have to. Like, okay. it doesn't make... Like, that's, that blows my mind. <laughs> like, so many none people... None of them, yeah. None of them! Like, if you were just sort of like, oh, yeah, the Beatles, like, none of them... Not to say none of them, but you're like... Other than assassination, not attempting. The fact that you're like, the Beatles got cut in half and all the Rolling Stones are okay. Yeah. You're like, why? <laughs> Eric Clapton. I can't believe that guy's yeah, still exactly. going. Yeah, exactly. Eric Clapton's yeah. still around. Like, super weird. Hmm. Who's your celebrity <clears throat> uh, death pool? Adam West. Really? Oh, yeah. bummer. Over, over McCartney? Like in terms of people, I'd be sad to see go. I think over Adam. Ozzy? No, we're not saying sad. We're saying Ooh, likely. Yeah. yeah, we're saying likely. Like Ozzy. No, is... I'm calling West. West is in his 80s. Okay, like yeah. let's not forget. Iggy's that. also got to go. Iggy's or live forever. Go. One of yeah. the <laughs> Yeah, it's like the scene where Mr. Burns realizes he has every disease and yeah, he's exactly. now invincible. I'm yeah. Indestructible. Uh, Ozzy's a pretty good call too, man. Yeah. He he just broke up he with Sharon this year. Really? Yeah. Why? There, there was infidelity and. Well, from her, from she him. From cares, him. She from cares him. now, and she. Well, it was recent okay. infidelity. Yeah, I feel that you're like I put in my time, and I did. I dealt with that. I don't want to deal with that in your eighties. Yeah. You know, like, when you're on tour as a big rock star, fine. But now yeah. you're like a. And you're a stay at home, shaky, mumbly. <laughs> and and he he's on his own now. He like he left the house and. Wow. So that's not going to be great for his. Longevity was Lemmy this year? Was he last year? Lemmy was just before. Okay. Yeah, Lemmy was like yeah. December twenty seventh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, West. Farewell, twenty sixteen. Hopefully, 
Right. Oh yeah, we just like uh, you know what, you know what I'm happy about. I was going to gonna say, what do we have looking forward to 2017? Mm-hmm. No mean, more bitching about 2016 sucking. Fuck you, Facebook. That was the best. Scott Scott had a post on Facebook mm-hmm. where from 2011, being like, <laughs> "Stop complaining about 2011 sucking so hard." I was like, "That was only five years ago." But apparently, 2011 was also also pretty well. I was going to say movies and TV shows that we're looking forward to in 2017. If we just want to wrap up stuff that you were like stuff that stands out. Stranger Things season two. I was going to say the Get Down Part 2. Also, the Is there Iron... a Get Down Part 2? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, a... that's why it didn't go on our list. I wasn't happy with the way it ended. But it didn't end. It's like, I know. It specifically it's... took like a mid-season break. It's not even like... Really? It's not Six e- episodes mid-season. Like it's, it's yeah. not even finished. Yeah, that's it. And, and did, you, did you hear about what they're doing for Season 2, though? Not Season 1, Part 2, but for Season 2, because Baz Luhrmann was saying, yeah, they think there's like such a long break. The actors are going to be quite a bit older and everything. And he's like, if everything goes well, the plan is to like jump into the early 80s and I was like yes 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 I was like run DMC and Beastie Boys <laughs> Beastie Boys and all that I was like desperately yo want, MTV raps yeah, yeah I was like desperately want to jump into the early 80s of hip hop like cause they're gonna like and then he could keep going yeah exactly that's it and he, I was like especially if they kind of like take that time cause he's mm-hmm. like yeah it's gonna be two two and a half years I think between filming season one and season two so mm-hmm. everybody's like Curtis Blow yeah <laughs> <laughs> the fat boys <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, get down season two or season one part two definitely, uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy season two. Oh yeah, um, that's like good. I, I rewatched se- episode one. <laughs> episode Still one. super fucking so fun. good. Yep. I was like, I was like, I don't understand how, like, they got it so right. Like, I was like, it's stand like head and shoulders above almost. E- like, I would even. It's better. I mean, I know it's sillier, but I was like, it gives me more like Star Wars vibes than the Star Wars prequels or mm-hmm. sequels do. Like. It's more of a Star Wars movie in my like childhood spot than Force Awakens was, hmm. where I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> Iron Fist and the Defenders, both coming out. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't talk about Luke Cage, but I, oh, I really yeah. did like Luke Cage. That was mm-hmm. fun. Was Jessica Jones this year? Jessica Jones was last yeah, year. Good. Oh. Daredevil yeah. and Luke Cage were this year. Okay. Jessica Jones was last year. They do two a year. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. I'm for it. Uh, DuckTales. I'm looking forward to that. Oh Say what? DuckTales. DuckTales and the... Like, Scrooge McDuck is David Tennant. Scrooge McDuck is David Tennant. Okay, One in the same style. What kind of animation? Like uh, Disney? DuckTales? <laughs> really? It's going to be like the exact same Danny, as... Danny Poonie's Poon. in it. Uh, Beck Bennett is Launchpad McQuack. Oh, my God. Uh, Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan is one of the kids. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Amanda... Amanda... Mangucci? Amanda... What's her name? Is Webby... It's gonna be amazing. Yeah, like the the, <laughs> the voice cast is like redonk. Like I'll I'll show you a clip at the end of this of, oh, of funny people setting up to do an adventure series. I just love it. Yeah, in in the hands of our media overlords, Disney. Yeah. So I mean, like they don't really do wrong. I we're we're welcoming this new era of Disney. <laughs> uh, happy twenty sixteen, everybody! Thanks for listening and keep listening. Goodbye. Bye, friends.